Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today, because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold, but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... What? Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everybody? This is Join the Ranks episode. Jeez, what episode is it? Episode 34. It's right there on the sheet. This is Join the Ranks episode 34. I am Taylor Case, your friendly neighborhood dynasty dad, and I am here as usual with the preeminent dynasty philosophizer himself, Mr. Joe Greeno. Everybody wave to Joe. I'll give you a second. I'm actually waving. I don't know what I'm, I don't know why I'm doing that. I'm acting it out as I go. Uh, we've got a fun, we've got a fun, fun show today. We're going to do some. Uh, awards talk, some early awards talk. I know it's very early. We're not even halfway through. We're going to talk some trades and we're going to talk some listener questions. Everybody sent in some good stuff. And we also have a friend of the pod on today, uh, the resident Tigers fan uh, from, uh, well, originally from Detroit, uh, I know now, Drew. That's A-OK underscore fan uh, on the pod today. Uh, thank you for being here, Drew. Thank you for being here, Joe. Guys, how's, uh, how's everything going before we get started here? No, we lost him. Because <laughs> we're talking about Stranger Things? I guess so. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> what the heck, man? <laughs> that show freaks me out. I saw the first two seasons. I don't think I saw three. And, and season four, I keep hearing, is like the scariest thing ever. And I think, like, oh, I like it sounds really great. I really, liked, I really liked them, but I don't know if I can do it yet. And it jumped right but, in. There's no buildup in season four. I did watch really? the last. Yeah, I did watch the last two episodes over the weekend, and, uh, and my daughter and I are big fans. So even though she's not living with us now, so we'll watch and she'll like text or we'll call after the episode. And oh, that sounds cool. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah, I got to try to get around to that. I'm trying to get around to watching the third season of The Boys. Uh, I don't know if you oh, watch that, but I do uh, watch that. I do. That one's pretty. That one's pretty intense. I gotta I gotta prepare yeah. myself for that. Yeah. <laughs> Hey. All right. I am. Hey, welcome back. Yeah. Uh, okay. No. Let's go Go on like a long tangent for a sec. I want to make sure that sounds, All right. sounds good. And then I'll just, then you can just tell us how you're doing again. All right. Perfect. <laughs> um, long tangent. So uh, there's. Something about your cat. Yeah. So, okay. So one of my cats has been having some problem problems with her litter box. Um, okay. That's probably enough. I think you sound really okay, good. good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about it. I was like, "What can I talk about?" Don't need to talk about the litter box. All right. No, it's just perfect. I almost want to. I almost want to like keep this in on, on the pod, and then yeah, we can. You know, it, it, that was like a very strange 
Stranger Things moment right there. That was <laughs> yeah. like, like Drew was saying. That's very bizarre. I'm not to listen back on this. It's only like four minutes or so. Um, anyway, um, we'll we'll just just for the sake of you know going through the motions here, and in case uh, none of this audio is is uh, usable. Uh, how you doing? How you doing, Joe? Doing, I'm doing really well. You know, just okay. Good. <laughs> like I was saying, watching been watching Stranger Things and uh, having a good weekend. Um, I Sorry, I was holding my breath. Okay, jeez, Taylor, you're scaring me. <laughs> oh, spooky times, spooky times. Yeah, things have been good though. Good. Well, I'm glad to have you here, man. I know you uh, were out and about this weekend, so thanks for uh, skipping away for a little on bit. On the road. Uh, how, on the road, Drew. How you been, man? Been really well, thanks. Uh, just got back. My wife and I spent last week up in Southern Maine for the week. Uh, enjoying the beach and the sunshine up there. My daughter came up from Boston and joined us for a while. And uh, like Joe, we watched uh, The End of Stranger Things, uh, season four. Very, uh, very scary and highly recommended. I won't give any spoilers away, but uh, uh, we had fun watching that. But uh, more importantly, it's good to have a little bit of family time and, and away time. And now glad to be here and have the chance to uh, talk some baseball with two guys I love listening to. So, uh, you know, thank you very much for the invitation. Oh, man. Glad that... to have you. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. And yeah, we're very happy to have you here. Um, oh, it's nice to have nice to have new guests. Is this your first podcast appearance? You know, this is actually my second one. Um, okay. the, during the preseason, the guys of Triple Play Fantasy had me on for the catcher preview. That's right. Um, That's and right. I'm not, not going to tell you much about who I uh, uh, was touting, uh, but um, it hasn't worked out well. <laughs> but, Remind me. Come on, you got to tell us. We did um, a, the whole after the whole episode on accountability. We we've made some bad calls, <laughs> so uh, we might as we might as well chat about it really quick. Because I'm sure that I'm sure that's well, all balanced out with a lot of really good calls too. Well, it actually has balanced out because all right. The last thing I said was uh, more with my heart than my head. I was kind of hoping that um, Jorge Alfaro would have a good year because I liked watching him when he was a prospect. Oh, well, um, you nailed that one. But I did. But I was I was uh, putting all my eggs in the, the Osmani Grandal basket. Oh, me too. Oh, I was looking at God, his second too. half from last year, and I thought, no, that second half is who he is. And um, no. No. <laughs> you don't need a 294 OBP from a, from your catcher position and nothing else. So, um, so, so that was my claim to fame. <laughs> Hopefully well, I'll do better today. <laughs> <laughs> hey, slow stakes. It's all, it's all good. <laughs> um, and, and we only have like seven listeners, so sure. it's fine, right? It's only like <laughs> the chances of you like really ruining that many people's fantasy lives. Is, it's, it's actually very low. So um, this is a good, you know, on, it should be a nice little encore. Happy to have you here, man. That's good. Thank you very <laughs> much. For, yeah, thanks for indulging me a little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, what yeah. are we talking about today? Um, <laughs> we are going to do just... Some uh, some quick early picks, uh, Cy Young and MVP, um, and maybe in the next episode we'll do Rookie of the Year and what other awards are there? I don't know. Reliever of what the is year? baseball? The Mariano Reliever of the Year Award. I think that's what it's called. Ooh, yeah. I like I like that one. I like that one. We're going to start today with uh, ALNL Cy Young and MVP. Couple trade talks. We've got a couple. I made a big trade the other day in a thirty-team league that we got to uh, with uh, Fantasy Insider. Uh, that's Stully. Um, we got to chat about because that so far has been really, really, really very not in much uh, in my favor. 
and uh, but that's how it goes. So uh, let's get let's get to it. Let's get to it. Uh, Drew, I'm gonna start with you. We're gonna start. Uh, let's start with Cy Young because I feel like MVPs usually started with. We're gonna flip the script a little bit here. We we'll start with the National League Cy Young. So far, give us your thoughts. Uh, who's the Cy Young so far? Um. I, I, I'm going to confess, I saw the show notes and I was thinking similar to you two, but I was, I was going back and forth between two guys. And um, and part of this is not only so far, but who do I think is going to have a strong second half uh, and, and, and take it. And I actually like what Corbin Burns is doing right now. Um, okay. And so I know there's a couple of guys, uh, you know, pre-show we're talking about Gonsolin and a couple other guys, but, um, you know, looking at his... Um, I guess the whip and uh, the batting average against and didn't start off as strong as I think a lot of people wrote him off in, in early April. I mean, not write him off, but just didn't expect that, you know, that top right. level again, the whole season. He had a couple, he had a couple stinkers, right? So yeah. That was, yeah. He didn't start yeah. super strong. Yeah. Um, but right now is, his whips is 0.92 uh, batting average against is, you know, 185 and um, all the other metrics seem to be there. So, if you're giving the award today, you wouldn't give it to him, but he's my pick to come on the second half and, and end up taking it. So how's that? No, I love it. I think that's, uh, I think, yeah, there was kind of a weird stretch there where you might've even had a window to, maybe there was a window to trade for Corbin Burns. Cause he was, he, he was pitching a little, he was pitching a little soft for a while there, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I like this call. I think coming on, I mean, he's still striking out, uh, you know, he was still striking out a bunch of guys. He just had a couple things to figure out. Yeah. Um, it would be, and you're right. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he came if he came through and won in the end. I think he's going to have some tough, tough, you know, competition with with Sandy Alcantara. But uh, yeah, I think just by virtue of the fact that he's thrown, I mean, they've thrown the same amount of games, but it looks like Alcantara's averaging at least an inning more per game, <laughs> even though the strikeouts are not are not up there. But uh, yeah, I think it's probably a decent transition as well. I mean, that, he he's my pick for the for. Uh, it looks like he's your pick as well, Joe. So I'll let you chat about him because he's somebody we've talked about quite a bit on this show. I'm gonna let you talk about him because I feel like I'm not gonna <clears> say anything nice. I'd rather let like not gonna say anything nice. Probably not. No, like it's just. But he was your pick. I know, but like, <laughs> I, I, sing the praises, Taylor. Uh, sing the praises so I can bring everyone down. <laughs> okay. I will sing the praises first. Uh, I'm as his page loads. I will vamp for a second. Um, I mean, the biggest thing that we like about Sandy Alcantara right now is, I mean, it, it's it's to me, it's really it's how easy he it is to him. And the reason he's he's the Cy Young in my uh, in my book so far is that he's just as far as completing quality innings for his team. He's doing that. It feels like Sandy Alcantara goes out onto the mound every single day, or every you know every five days or so, with the intent of throwing, you know, eight or nine innings, which is really impressive. I mean, to average over seven innings a game, you know, halfway through the season is is just really good. And I guess, I guess in the end, you know, I would take somebody, you know. You know, I, I, if we're talking real world baseball, right? I want to, I want the guy who's going to throw. You know, his, his ERA his ERA may go up a little bit, right? But even if, even if he throws two hundred and thirty innings 
you know, 220 innings of, you know, three ERA baseball. Like I'm, that's, that's Cy Young level material. I mean, it could, it could go to somebody else who throws, uh, you know, 180 and, and strikes out a couple more batters per nine. But, but really right now, Sandy Alcantara is providing for his team, even though he's maybe not because of strikeouts, the most perfectly sexy, you know, fantasy player, um, the fact that he throws so many more innings is so valuable I, from a fantasy perspective and a real world, world perspective. I mean, he's to me, he's the clear to, to, the, the clear front runner. So let, now, now we're gonna step back. I know this is <laughs> I know Sandy Alcantara is a, is a hot topic for you, a yeah, hot button it, it certainly pitcher is. for you. So so it has been for a long time. Can you, <laughs> so let's. All right, there's a there's a good old stat I like to refer to. Um, it's just called K minus walk rate, you know, pretty, okay. pretty simple yep. stat. Can you guess mm-hmm. what number he is among qualified pitchers? I'll, I'll, oh, I'll let both of you guess. Well, can you tell me what? I'm oh, not okay. telling you what his percent is. Don't look at it either. Don't cheat. Okay. Like where he ranks? Yeah. What? I don't know. Uh, top top four. Is he top 40? He's top 40. Okay. I'm going to say 35. That is actually where he is. No way. Really? He's on wow. 35. Yeah, he is number 35. He's sandwiched wow. between Jordan Montgomery and Josiah Gray. Oh. Yeah. Okay. In fact, <laughs> the crazy thing is he has he has a 22% strikeout rate and like a 7% walk rate. It's not great. It's a 15% K minus walk. This is a good stat for just, you know, indicating how pitchers are going to perform in the future. And let me tell you, like, the fact that his ERA (laughs) is, like, below two is just confounding to me. Like, you just have to get, like, there's just, I I know that, like, there's an element, like, not every pitcher needs to be a strikeout pitcher to be productive. But, like, we're talking, like, remember that year that Kyle Hendricks was, like, really good? I think Kyle Hendricks had a higher strikeout rate that year than Sandy does right now. And that was, like, Kyle Hendricks throwing the ball, like, 90 miles an hour. And okay. this is Sandy throwing a hundred, but they're not getting, you know, they're getting similar results. Okay, he did not have the so same strikeout rate. I, I guess, I guess what we got to touch on though. Sorry, Drew, you got some, you got something. I was just gonna say, I, I really like Alcantara. I have him on several rosters and in head-to-head leagues that with the weekly uh, matchups, uh, he either wins it or loses it in a given week. Like when he blows up, he does blow up. I will say that, and it just bang my head against the wall, like. And, and there's no way to predict when it's going to happen. But when he's on, he'll win a week for you, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's not – I mean, nobody is flawless, right? I mean, he's got a – you know, what what appears to be a fairly high ground ball rate. You know, that could that could all of a sudden turn into – you know, it's a lot of balls in play, right? If that, you know, you know – dink and dunk little punch and judy type hits that you know just fall over outside the infield things can turn quickly right um because he doesn't have the strikeout prowess of say corbin burns right so i guess i guess i understand but he is your pick i'm i'm assuming what you're saying joe is that so far he he has been the the cy young but but you're just you're just still you're like uh you're just you're worried about it as you Uh, yeah i'm just not convinced like i mean you know, he's got, he, I mean, Taylor, he's got a very, he's got the Herman Marquez, like, K per nine, essentially. 7.57, 7.50. Like, they're essentially the, the same when it comes to missing bats. The difference is one of them plays in Miami and one of them plays in Colorado. But, 
Um, you know, I'm just well, it's it's just it's just so weird. I mean, there's a there's a lot of differences between between right. I, I mean, whatever. There's like I'm just I, I, whatever. <laughs> but from the for the strikeout, yeah, from the strikeouts, I see what you're saying. Here. Um, you know, I, I mean, saying. yeah, he's gonna he produces ground <laughs> balls, but I mean, Framber Valdez does the same thing, but like you know, and Valdez is a really good pitcher, but you know, I mean, that's kind of what we're talking about here is like that kind of profile, you know? Yeah, man, we are just like checking all the join the ranks boxes here. We've talked about Armand Marquez. Yeah, we have talked about Sandy Alcantara, and Joe's worried about Sandy Alcantara. We we have we hit Diet Coke yet? We, we talked about it during <laughs> the pre-show, but. That's so we're gonna get we're gonna get there I'm sure and actually I'm gonna stick I'm gonna stick with you here Joe sure. we'll just we'll move on to the other to the other league um, and maybe you can weave in Diet Coke at some point you know why not uh, who's your pick so far for the Cy Young in the uh, American this, League and Drew we're coming to you next this one was pretty right. easy for me it was just Kevin Gaussman dude's been ridiculous um, this is like the other end of things where like we actually have like a fairly strong like strikeout rate here with a even better walk rate um you know this is he's better in both categories than alcantara so i feel so much more confident about this pick and he's just been incredible he's also pitching against really really tough opponents in a very difficult division um the one thing that is a little bit concerning about like his future is that he does have like an extremely low like home run to fly ball ratio um that's like the big thing that I would be looking at is like where he could regress as we could see some more home runs, but he's been doing all the things you need to do to, you know, be in the Cy Young race and, you know, the 1.69 FIP definitely won't hurt. And the 2.86 ERA is going to appeal to traditional voters as well. Absolutely. No, a very, very strong pick. I, I, I almost put him down too, to be quite honest. So, and he's having, he's having a, He's having a he's having a really nice season, uh, one or two stinkers, but uh, yeah. not not very many to be quite honest. Drew, let's go to you, man. Who do you think for uh, AL Cy Young? Uh, Justin Verlander just wins baseball games. Uh, okay. I think he's Verlander's doing what Verlander does. Uh, doesn't have the strikeouts that he's had in the past yet, uh, but his numbers are so solid. Uh, the 10 wins, and I know wins and losses depends on so many things, and, and we don't use that as the big uh, stat for pitchers. But I think it's just that aura about him, which is backed up by strong stats, the 0.83 whip, uh, low batting average against, and ZRA is over two, but barely. Um, and that's what you're saying about somebody. I think it's still pretty darn good. Um, so, Taylor, I know who you're going to talk about, and that's a good choice too. But right now, uh, I'm going to give it to the – the wily old veteran, uh, Verlander. No, I think it's a I think it's a good call, and I don't want to I don't want to say like we we talked about this a little bit on Dynasty's Child um, the other night. Um, I don't want to say that like I I don't think the win loss record is important because I I do think it's important. I don't think like what what I don't think or I think it's important when we're talking about like the MVP or or, or uh, Cy Young, right? Yeah. I think that is, you know, that does play a part. Like how the team plays when a certain pitcher is on the mound affects my, a little bit affects my decision there, right? What, when I'm doing like, it matters to me less when I'm doing player analysis, like in a vacuum, you know, because ultimately, I guess, you know, players keep teams in the game, but they don't contribute offensively 
or at all anymore. So, uh, so I guess you know I, I don't I don't want to completely throw that out. But uh, and and Berlander's ten and three and is and is a quality start machine and is throwing as as far as I know as hard as he's ever thrown and doesn't seem to be slowing down at all. So it's a very yeah. strong pick. I mean, uh, my pick is Shane McClanahan, who's pitched about the same amount of innings uh, with about you know four more strikeouts per nine than than Verlander. Um, those are those. That's the big difference there for me. Uh, the record is close to the same, about the same amount of innings, and uh, he's just McClanahan has just been dominant. You know, every time I've watched him pitch, it's just no people don't seem to be able to put the bat on the ball against him. It's just impressive, impressive work each time he's out there. We had a little bit of a um, we had a quick discussion on that pod as well, and I'll throw it I'll throw it to you guys too. Who? This is off the cuff. If you guys don't, and if you don't want to answer it, you don't have to. But let's say a dynasty startup starts like right now. You're on the clock, right? Uh, who's the first pitcher off the board? In, Joe, I'll start with you, man. Probably Garrett Cole. You think it's Garrett Cole? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm torn between, like, we talked about Garrett Cole. We talked about Corbin Burns. We talked about McClanahan. And, um, like I'm in a mock draft right now with some other uh, baseball guys, and I think, I think Burns, I think Burns went first, and then maybe McClanahan, Alcantara, Cole, yeah, something like that. But I think yeah. those are all good ones. You know, they all have their ups and ups and downs. But yeah, uh, yeah I was going to be... say, I was going to say Burns. Yeah, I yeah. Burns is probably the uh, correct that's... pick. Um, yeah, I think that. I, I mean, I, so. yeah, on a per inning basis, Burns is just so is so good. But yes, yeah, in- interesting discussion. Um, I don't know which one of these pods is going to get posted first. It's probably Dynasty's Child, but uh, uh, maybe people are listening to both. I don't know. Maybe one of the seven is also listening to Dynasty's Child. <laughs> the, the likelihood of that is actually it's probably quite pretty high. high so yeah. it's probably pretty. <laughs> yeah, they probably started there and then came came over to uh, came over to ours. Um, let's go to uh, <laughs> let's go to what's next? National League MVP. Drew, you want to go first? Yeah, I just love what Goldschmidt is doing. You know, yeah. I'd love to go off the board in this one, but just can't. He's just dominating. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. We were we were chatting about that uh, a little bit, and I think before you logged on, like from an offensive standpoint, I know I want to keep, you know, for MVP, like I want to take defense into account a little bit, but man, just almost 20 home runs, a couple steals, walks a ton, 346 average. I mean, that's beautiful stuff. I, and he was a guy that – I'm going to pat myself on the back um, a little bit. He was a guy I talked about – we talked about a lot this offseason. Um, and and I think was – it was – I think, you know, it was brought up that he was a good candidate. He's getting a little older, good candidate for some regression, and um, that's hard to, you know, that's hard to predict. But uh, it's nice. I have Goldschmidt on a lot of teams, so that's that feels pretty good. It's pretty good. Are we kind of in? Uh, this one's unanimous. Or we want to talk? You want to talk about Machado a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I think I think Machado deserves a mention. You know, like he does it. He's pretty much worse than like every offensive. Well, I say he's worse in every offensive category than than Goldschmidt. <laughs> but like everybody else is also worse than Goldschmidt in every <laughs> offensive category. So it's not something that's too crazy. But you know, Machado's got like a three twenty four average, like four hundred OBP. Uh, he hasn't been slugging as much as I would like. I would like the slugging to be a little bit higher, but it's not bad. Um, you know, he's got twelve home runs, which is good. 
and the seven steals is great for fantasy but you know i think if between those two guys if you factor in machado's defense goldschmidt still edges him out just because of how much better he's been at the plate but i think that over the course of the rest of the season if you know goldschmidt's defense continues to go in a downward trajectory and machado continues to you know be the guy he is then could be a close race by the end yeah i think so too i think it, it could be helped i mean the the padres offense is just it's bad right now right it could be that you know he could get a shot in the arm when tatis comes back and when everybody's like if they can turn back into a cohesive offensive unit again that might help a little bit i mean if we're talking traditional numbers i mean goldschmidt has got 125 runs in rbis and machado's got 95 there's kind of a sizable gap there that might be part of you know the Cardinals offense is not the Padres offense right now. The Cardinals offense, at least on paper, appears to be much better. I was looking at the other day, and if we're talking like war, like war leaders in the National League right now, this is this is crazy. We've got Goldschmidt at two, Arnado at three, and where's Edmund? He's at Edmund 10. at ten. Yeah. I mean, that is just have yeah. three guys in the top ten on that team is is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. A lot a lot of that for yeah. Arenado and Edmund is defense, but, um, you know, it would be Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt, I was looking at it, too, because we were talking about this before the show. He was a you know, above-average defender pretty much like every year, you know, for the past like yeah. five years, but for some reason this year has just been troublesome. I don't know. Defensive stats are weird and kind of take a little bit to even out, so we'll have to see. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, it could just be a weird stretch. I mean, and and you're saying it's been mostly you know defensive, but those guys are not. Sl- I mean, Arnott's got a 150 WRC plus, yeah. and Edmonds at 113. So, you got any of those guys? You got those guys on your teams? I'm hoping this year, Drew. Any any? Arnott I've got a, I got a, I got Goldschmidt on a couple rosters. I, I nice. don't know why I have trouble picking up Cardinals. Um, and huh. I don't know what the block is there because. At the end of the season, they've always got all these guys with good numbers. Uh, it calls it some you know, weird magic going on there, but um, I, I, they just I go in the draft you. before I'm at, you know, before I'm looking at them. I guess mostly. I I hear you. Some, some teams are yeah. just like that. I don't know. It's like they're completely. It's like they disappear on the draft board for me as well. And actually, they're yeah. they're kind of that way for me too. I hate to, I I hate to say it, but the Tigers can be that way for me. Um, <laughs> I know the the Twins are. They haven't had anybody. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I, sorry. <laughs> I mean, they've got some really good. They've got some really good young players, yeah. but lately that's that's been the case. And the Twins have always been. It's like the I I I kid you not. I could look through. I mean, I have Bailey Ober on a lot of teams, but like it's almost like in my brain the Twins don't eat, don't exist. Like they just pop off into the ether or something during my drafts. Very weird. Anyway, um, glad you have Goldschmidt on a couple teams. That's that's yeah. got to feel nice right now. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Let's go to Drew. Let's uh, let's let's do this first with you. Who is the AL MVP? Did I write this in for you, or did you write this in? I sh- I think I wrote this in the wrong spot. Who's the AL MVP? Yeah. No, for me, um, even though he doesn't own a glove, it's uh, Jordan Alvarez. Love that. Uh, I just really okay. It. I like it. He, well, you know, he's batting three thirteen um, with the twenty three home runs. He's got a couple triples. Um, he's just, just mashing the ball, make great contact, uh, draws a fair number of walks. Uh, so he's getting on base at OBP is pretty good for you. Um, yeah. the OPS is 1.05. So, um, 
I, I just really respect what he's doing. And, and, you know, I'm old enough to, to go, ah, it's just a DH, but, uh, putting up a year like that, I mean, so was Otani last year, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Alvarez is the only no. hitter in baseball with a higher WRC plus than Paul Goldschmidt. Okay. Really? Yep. 199 to 195. Okay. I mean, I have a hard time believing that Jordan Alvarez will win the MVP, but I definitely think, like in, in real life, right? I think there's, yeah. because of like DH reasons, and Judge is going to hit more home runs um, and have kind of maybe maybe lose 30 points on WRC+. Plus. Uh, but yeah, he's having a spectacular first half. I only roster him on one team, and it's it's like a it's a big it's 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 Keaton's home league, and it's a big like eight by eight head to head categories league, and he just he's just I have him actually I have him and Otani in that league, oh, wow. and those two together have just wow. been just a spectacular they've just been spectacular. Um, the rest of the team is okay, but uh, those two are fun to watch for sure. Uh, good one. All right, cool. Uh, I, w- I actually I wasn't expecting that, but I think that's a, I think that's a strong answer. Uh, what about you, Joe? So Tani, you know, just factoring in like he got off to a really slow start, but he's still if you look at like the combined WAR leaderboard, he's uh, let's see fourth or fifth um, on the combined WAR leaderboard after that slow start. So I mean, right now I think you could say it's probably at like you know you could say Judge, um, but I think that over the course of time, Otani's just going to overtake him with just the pure output that he's just putting out or which is with everything he's putting out there. It's just, it's hard to imagine yeah. judge being able to keep up with him. Even if judge keeps hitting this way, Otani's just got so much going for him. Yeah. With the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And that really is an interesting conversation, right? Because I think we've had it before. Like, if Otani, like, what does somebody have to do? What does Judge, Alvarez, Trout, what do they have to do to overtake Otani? Because he essentially gets to play, you know, a bonus game on the. I mean, we're calling it a bonus game, um, but he's, you know, he's extremely talented. But from like a, you know, quantity of baseball events to pull from on any given year, Otani has essentially more opportunities to show what he's capable of than anybody else, and just so happens to be really fucking good yeah. at everything he does. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I think he's going to be very hard. It's going to be very hard to surpass him. If Judge, if Judge hits sixty home runs, 
you know, if he hits close to 60 home runs, let's say, and drives in, you know, an, uh, an, incredible, an incredible amount of, and hits, you know, hits over 300, you know, hits, I don't know, what's he hitting right now? 280? Uh, so maybe he's not getting to 300. But if he keeps playing this way and has some something close to an eight or nine war season, then I think it probably comes close, especially if we're relying on kind of traditional voters. But yeah, uh, Otani's just so damn impressive. Yeah, you know, and I and I and I, I think he deserves it as well. Yeah, you got to wonder about what voter fatigue is gonna do. You know, he won MVP last year. If Judge hits sixty, then I think that you'll have. Uh, I think it'll be a pretty close race. Even if Otani puts up like, you know, a year comparable, he won't put up the year he had last year. At least on the hitting side, but on the pitching side, it could. You know, I mean, he's been pitching just so good. When he's on the mound, the Angels yeah. are actually a competent team. It's pretty incredible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know he's but, almost got he's almost got as much war on the pitching side this year as he had last year. He's at two point three this year, and he had three last year. Here's a fun little. I, what is the rest of? Sorry, Drew. Drew what's up? Oh, I was just going to say something that, that that you you brought up, Taylor. With yeah. the traditional voters, if Judge hits fifty home runs on a team that wins, um, there are voters out there who say MVP's got to be on a winning team. That's and true. I think I think. That may sway if they're close. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. No, I think there's a, a, a definitely a clear path there. Like if Judge doesn't fall off, and the Yankees, I mean, because the, the Yankees are incredible, and the and the Angels are, I mean, what's the what's the record now, Joe? I don't want to talk about it, man. They're like seven. Okay. Yeah, oh, see that that's so bad. We don't even want to talk Dude, about they, it. They yeah, were like so. thirteen games over five hundred. I remember there was one point yeah. where I was looking at it, and they were nine games over five hundred. And I said to myself, "It's like the middle of May or something." And I'm like, "Hey, if they play five hundred the rest of the year, they win ninety games." So that's wow. not going to happen. <laughs> that turned around fast. <laughs> they only had to play 500 ball from the middle of May. Do you know what the Angels are the best at? It's playing 500, and they couldn't do it the one time, dude. The one time. That's oh, brutal. I hate my life. And so Kevin Durant just... wants to be traded. It's just so bad, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just having a sports crisis right now. The Angels I mean, yeah, are bad. You had to know that was going to happen. I know, yeah. but anyway, like yeah. it just hurts every time, man. It just hurts. It does. You could be a Padre fan. Sorry. That could be a little bit that better. That usually hurts, but it doesn't it, it, it doesn't right now. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> you don't even have to apply or anything. No, I know. It's cool. You just show up. It's and fine. Detroit says, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey man, they've got some. I keep saying it. They got some exciting players. They just they do. They just got just pull not it together. there yet. Yeah, they just got to pull it together a little bit. Yeah. Although I thought I had seen something over the last month or so that they had been much better than they were at the beginning of the season. Right? Is that yeah? They had a stretch where they were, they were they were playing really well, um, kind of in, in May and into early June, and now they're in this you know win three, lose five kind of stretch where they just can't win series or play 500 ball for any, any extended period of time. Um, and I love Riley Greeno. I love Torkelson. I think he's going to be a good pro. And, I, you know, look at, I think he's following a career path similar to Andrew Vaughn, where, mm-hmm. you know, without the position stuff going on, but just it's hard being a rookie. And I think, I think there's a lot of pressure on them. I, they were probably ready for the majors, but would another, you know, year season in AAA, you know, done them some good. I don't know. Or do we just have to go through the growing pains in the, in the big league? But, um, that's a lot of pressure to put on 
you know, those rookies to carry the oh, team yeah. without. Um, you got Miguel up there, of course, but other than that, there's no veterans who are going to carry the, the team on a given day. Um, yeah. I mean, do you consider Baez a veteran? Uh, I mean, you just see him carry the team on a given day, but I, I would consider <laughs> Baez a veteran. And yeah, I, but hopefully he comes around. But he's yeah, hopefully old. you got to you got to yeah. start producing a little bit more to yeah. kind of be that that uh, gravitational yeah. pull towards greatness. Uh, yeah. yeah, I, I hear yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, they got a. It's baseball is hard, right? So, and we were always chatting. We we're always chatting about how hard and how unrealistic it is to like expect so much from these guys coming up. I, I actually think it's great. I love that they're all there on the team right now. I think that's pretty yeah. cool. I mean, why not let them learn and grow and then have that that like at least you know those three yeah. especially, um, or not the, not those three, those two, Torque and Torkelson and Green, like then lead the next wave and then they can just, you know, in a year or yeah. two push towards, you know, pull on, pull in another like pitcher or something, or, you know, something like that. And, and th- there you go. There's your strategy right there. I'm, yeah. I'm not, not pulling for the tigers. I think they're fun. Too, so <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> let's do uh let's do kind of a blended uh segment here trade talks and listener questions uh we were this was kind of a, i think originally how we started talking about this drew there were some trades uh, that were happening on twitter and uh, it's a good time to talk about a couple i made i made one recently if you guys have any that you want us to chat about we can as well we'll start with this big one uh in a 30 teamer that i'm in with uh, at dynasty one stop that's nate over at Fantrax. highly rec- by the way highly get recommend getting in any of his leagues best commissioner around okay at one fantasy insider that's who i made the trade with uh chimed in today i said greater recent blockbuster want to hear your thoughts and we chatted about a little bit you know in dms already um there's a little there's a little bit of back and forth here but uh, this is this is what it was 30 teamer i'm in third he's in 10th or 11th i think uh and looking to kind of start a rebrand rebuild process here. So I sent him Jack Sawinski, TJ Antone, Pablo Lopez, Josh Winkowski, and a 2024 second round pick. In return, I got Kevin Gosman, Enrique Hernandez, David Bednar, and Donovan Solano. Let me hear it, guys. I want to start. I want. I want to know what you guys think. I want. If you could give me a letter grade, that would be great. Um, and I'll, I'll give my reasoning as well, um, or I can give my reasoning first if you guys want me to kind of chat it out first. What do you think? What's your What's your gut feel here? As I, as I, try to push for a title, uh, a consecutive title, by the way. I'll pat myself on the back again. Uh, in in this league, I'm gonna give you a B. Ooh, I'll, t- I'll take that. Yeah, I, think, I will take a B. Like, I think uh, it's it's a good one. Like, um, I don't know. I like it. I would have if you're trying to push for that title though. I would have tried to hold on to Pablo and get Gossman if you could have. I don't know if how that would have been possible. Maybe you turn that second <laughs> into a first, and then you don't get all the other pieces unless you needed those for the rosters to work or something. But yeah. Um, you know, if there was some way for you to hold on to Pablo as well, that would have been good. But yeah, I hear you. I think that would have been. I th- I think. I mean, I could always. I could go. I could always go and ask him. Um, you know, in hindsight, now it's easier to chat about it. But 
I don't know that that would. I don't know that it would have worked. Okay. You know, like trading away somebody who's who, like you said, is is pitching like a Cy Young contender. Um, and I know Pablo's a, a really good pitcher, but I I feel like there's been a little bit of a roller coaster, and in the last month or so has not been very good. And uh, I I'm like longing, dreaming, searching, adventuring for quality starts and wins. Yeah. In this league. And uh, Bednar is just kind of an ERA whip, you know, save, hold, stabilizer, um, who I, I think is a guy that you like a lot, Love. right, Joe? Yeah, have him in yeah. a lot of leagues. Yeah, I mean, I tried to trade for him the other day. You flat out said no, yep. which I respect. Yeah. Which I respect. Big fan. Uh, <laughs> what do you think, Drew? Um, I'm with Joe. I was going to say BB minus um, with okay. the hindsight of knowing the Gaussman got hurt. Well, hit. <laughs> after you made the trade, yeah, as we're God. talking about before. Yeah. Um, I don't know what Solano and, and Enrique Hernandez are going to bring to you in the final push. And I just worry about the opportunities with Bednar. Hearing that you know, the, the holds and the ratio could be there, he's going to get most of the save opportunities as of right now. I know um, the other guy got one the other day, but um, Gaussman's health, if, I mean, if the it's the kind of trade that can put you over the top, and you know what do you guys all say? Flags fly forever. Um, so, I, I, in general, I like it. I, I don't know what Swinsky's going to do. Is it going to be a flash in the pan, or somebody's like ah? And uh, and that you well, know what the wild card in all this is is I don't know much about Josh Winkowski other than people are like, huh, take a look at Josh Winkowski. Um, so I'm not, not sure in the long run what you've given away there, but for the short yeah. term, uh, you it? position yourself well. Thank you. I mean, this is this was a tough one, and I had actually, I think I proposed it a little bit differently the first time around. Instead of Sawinski, um, I think Grisham was in there, and there were more draft picks, so it was kind of. And then he threw in Winkowski and his his rebuttal, and I think this ended up really nicely. Enrique Hernandez is there. Um, well, first of all, he was on his block, so he was kind of somebody I honed in on, and he's somebody that I like. I'm a little worried about Jaron Duran playing so well and pushing Enrique Hernandez out of that spot yeah. when he comes back. But I'm, what I'm hoping is that I'm buying a, a little bit low on that. Solano, to be honest, I don't even know all that much about, but I'm hoping that, um, you know, like when he has played, he's he's been fairly good at the very least. And, you know, especially in a 30-team league like this where you I, yeah. I you need depth, right, to, to keep up because there are not very many, like there's a ton of resources, but they're spread out 30 different ways. Um, and this is a, a straight roto six by six league, so I need to have guys like that to fill in every once in a while when guys sit. And I on this team as well, I have Bryce Harper and Ty France, um, who are both unfortunately hurt right now. Um, I have just a ton of guys that are hurt, so I'm hoping he comes back. I'm hoping Bednar Gosman hold down the fort. From as far as I can tell, Gosman is not seriously hurt. I'm hoping um, he's okay and comes back strong. Um, the one I really actually hated to send away and who I, I really like. I'm trying to pull up his numbers right now um, because I think Bednar is a great, I think Bednar is a great pitcher. I think Gosman is a great pitcher. And I think the same about uh, um, Pablo Lopez. I think Anton is a great pitcher as well. If he can come back, you know, I know he's coming back from Tommy John, so it's a little bit iffy, but I think, um, let me pull this up here. Like Jack Sawinski has got something there. I have him on quite a few. Yeah. I think I have him on six or di- six dynasty teams. He, he's a 
definitely a work in progress. He's somebody I knew about back when he was a Padres prospect. who's traded last year uh, uh, to the Pirates. So the pieces are there for what I think could be a nice little breakout. He's already kind of having it, right? I've, I've talked privately with other people about how he, he's <laughs> unfortunately been a light version of what I wanted Trent Grisham to be this year, which sucks because I have Trent Grisham on so many teams. <laughs> uh, luckily, <laughs> luckily, luckily, I have Sawinski on a lot of teams as well, right? And I have I had Trent and Jack in this team league, so I was like, okay, like I didn't I didn't want to I really didn't want to send him away. But he's he's got like if you look at his line overall, it, it there are holes there, right? His average is two seventeen, OBP three hundred five, slugging four sixty six, which is which I'll take, which is pretty high. This is a slugging league. So that, that's a 771 OPS. It's, well, for one, that's much better than where Trent Grisham sits right now. Uh, what's what's intriguing to me is that, um, I mean, if we're just, you know, we don't, we don't refer to these, you know, red and blue dots on Savant, like, um, as the end-all, be-all, right? But very, very good, um, like 88th and 86%, or 86th and 88th percentile, um, uh, barrel percentage, 13% barrel percentage, and a very high max exit velocity as well. Um, can steal a couple bases. And uh, I have to find out, try to find out where I, uh, what his BABIP is. Yeah, 257. Like, I think I think if that starts to trend a little bit higher, right, if he can continue to hit the ball pretty hard, um, he's, not, he's, not, uh, he's not chasing too many pitches. I think there's something there. Um, and I don't know what his roster ship is. Um, but he's somebody <clears> – <throat> I don't know if we've talked about him before on the podcast. He's somebody so. I really like. Um, yeah, and I know – yeah, there's there's always a chance for these guys that they're flashing the pan like, though. But he's somebody that – he's somebody that hurt to send him away. Him and Pablo uh, – like, I think Winkowski's a good pitcher. But <clears throat> I think some – like, under the hood, he's not as good. I think he can – like, he's capable, as he showed, I think, yesterday, right? I think he threw six innings of, like, one run ball, which is great, right? Um, I think whip wise and ERA wise, they can expect a little regression there. But Pablo, uh, Pablo Lopez and Jack Swinski, I, I hated sending away. In my mind, this is fairly even, and this was the rebuttal that was sent to me from uh, from Fantasy Fantasy Insider as well, uh, which I really I, I always appreciate getting back like realistic like um, rebuttals. Sometimes you send a trade and then the counter comes back like way way worse, like out of your favors, like. How did you how did you think that was going to work? But this is, I thought a pretty good one. I might I might even send it out on Twitter. I appreciate the nice grades, everybody. Uh, I think we both make out here. I mean, Pablo Lopez in my mind has like really really high upside. I think part of me, and I hate to even admit it, but I, I got a little a little tired of waiting for that to happen. And if somebody, you know, if I you know, Gosman is pitching well right now, and I and and. Uh, he can wait for Pablo Lopez to maybe turn on the Jets a little bit. I, who knows? I, as we speak, he could be throwing a no-hitter, right? I might post this tomorrow, <laughs> and he will have thrown a no-hitter, and I'll look like an absolute moron. But, you know, that's how it goes sometimes. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate uh, appreciate the input. Next one here is somebody who is basically been feels like the only player anybody's talked about in the fantasy baseball land for the last uh, couple weeks. Uh, it's from Chris Knock, that's at not knock C knock, great writer and has been on our show, uh, writer at TDG. Uh, I think he was on was he was on the points league draft, I believe. Um, oh, 
and, and brought up a couple guys that uh, I actually didn't even know who they were. So, and and they're fairly good. Uh, well, he he says, longtime listener, first time adder. What is John Birdie's current trade value? All seriousness, this guy is costing a lot in some of my leagues, and I get it, but I don't get it. Uh, so, who has thoughts on John Birdie? I have something to throw in here. Um, okay. And I, and I looked this up after I saw the question. So I, I know he's, uh, you know, flavor of the week. And I, I was able to pick him up in a, in a fab a while ago. Um, uh, right now, there's eight players in the major leagues with more than 15 stolen bases. Uh, Birdie okay. is 25. And the next to him is, is 20. Jeez. Compare that to, if you want to draw a single category comparison, let's look at saves. There's eight pitchers that have more than 16 saves, and Josh Hader has 24. So, if you want to value something, and you're looking at, you know, people have an impact on a single category that is hard to get, if especially if you're playing roto, um, you got to equate Birdie pretty similar to, to Josh Hader if you're looking at it that way. I think so. I think his current trade value has got to be really high because. He's more likely going to win you that category or pick up a lot of points in that category for you. Drew, that was really interesting. I don't think I've ever heard anyone frame stolen bases to me that way. Like, I know it's like maybe this is something that people have like talked about before, but like equating like the stolen bases to the steals and thinking about it like that, I had never really thought about it like that. And like, I don't think I had ever heard anybody talk about it like that. So that was. That was really insightful. Drew's out here like, changing was, the game, oh, man. That was really I interesting. Like I, I, I'm, I'm like, you know, I, I am like thoroughly like impressed and interested. Like that was really cool. Like, well, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't. I'm kind of dumbfounded. I was gonna say something about John Birdie, but now I'm like thinking about all these different things. I'm like, oh man, that that got me. That well, that sparked my brain. Like that was good. Well, that's a compliment because I was writing that down. I said this is something Joe would say. Wow. <laughs> I like that. Oh, thank you for that. Thank yeah. you. No one, no wonder you thought that. Is that that one really made me think? I was like, I was like, man, that's a really, really like, that's a really smart way of thinking about it. Yeah, I, I, I'm on board. Like, I like that idea. I think that's really cool. I was gonna, I didn't even know like what to think of like John Birdie's trade value. I have him in a lot of leagues because I've been in on him for a couple years since he had like a breakout year in like 2019. But, um, you know, at this point we're looking at like a 32 year old. But if you could flip him for, you know, a good reliever, I have a, you, you probably have a hard time getting him for like Josh Hader. But, you know, if you're able to flip him for a good reliever or even just a good player that's a little bit younger in a dynasty league, I think that's really good. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Yeah, he's... 
That is, I like. I'm still thinking about how you phrase that as well. That's 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 really good stuff, Drew. I I don't know what his. I mean, I hate to say I don't know. Right? I don't know what his value is, because to be honest, when we did the top 500 back in what was it July of last year, he was on it. But going into the season, I didn't even have John Birdie on my top 500, right? Because he's he was really like a one trick guy, right? Am I misremembering John Birdie? Birdie? One trick Birdie. Well, <laughs> he is, but he doesn't kill you in the other categories, like no. like a right. would or somebody. Yeah. yeah. But but somebody else made a point here down below this comment, uh, down below co- uh, Chris's comments from Nick Lyons at Beer uh, Mill Beer M I L W Nick Milwaukee Nick I'm guessing. Um, and he, what he says here is it only makes sense if you need to jump in stolen bases and have a chance to win your league, which I actually think is true. But his playing time could evaporate at any moment, right? So maybe just a very clear, like, you know, if you're in the bottom third of your league or the bottom half of your league and, and you know, he's just going to continue to run like this. I just check, I just saw like 18 steals in June. That's, that's dumb. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's ridiculous. But, um, yeah, I think – I don't, it's overall trade value. I mean, to me, he feels like he came out of nowhere. I'm sure somebody else predicted this. Um, I I did not, so I don't have John Birdie on on any of my teams. If you can trade him away, um, in the hopes or in the thought, with the thought being that, like, or or with if it's nagging in the back of your brain that his his playing time could in fact evaporate anytime. I know some players on on that team are hurt. Um, I would say I would say do it. Yeah. Like, how old is John Birdie? Thirty two. He's going to be turning 32. Turns 33 after this season. Like I have nothing against 32 year olds who are stealing 25 bags in a season. I just turned 33 <laughs> myself, right? That's not old by any, by any means, but like for the rest of the season, like what, what, what are, uh, what are the rest of the season um, projections? And it probably like, yeah, I'm pulling it up right here. Anywhere from like 11 to 14 steals the rest of the way and batting 240. Yeah, but, like a, a a below average, a below average hitter. I mean, yeah, I th- I think like you know below average hitter. That's probably true. But I don't know. I think the steals should still be there. The question is not going like you were saying opportunity. Like there's a reason why even after having a really solid 2019, he's never really been a full time player. And you know it's it's just uh, it's unfortunate to see. But even in like 2020. You know, 40 games last year, 85 this year, 48. He's just never quite been the number one option, especially for this Marlins team. He's, you know, they're going to favor young guys. He's going to fill in spots, but I doubt that, you know, we're going to be seeing a lot of his bat in the lineup just because the, you know, stolen bases don't necessarily correlate to, like, in real life runs, which is what baseball teams are trying to create versus what we're trying to create, where, like, a stolen base sure. for you know a fantasy owner is going to be a lot more valuable than for a real life baseball team, and so just because like he's stealing a lot of bases isn't going to keep him in the lineup. What's going to keep him in the lineup yeah. is his bat. Problem is, is that even with like this stellar year, he's only you know he's got like a you know 368 OBP and 270 batting average. is nothing to laugh at, but doesn't really have anything in the slugging department and. There's going to be younger guys that are looking for plate appearances at the big league level, and I, unless the Marlins trade him, I don't foresee him, you know, taking over those guys or anything. So, 
I don't know. Yeah. I, I have him on a bunch of teams just because he can play a lot of positions and he's nice to be able to fill in in daily leagues. But if you're playing in like a weekly league, I don't think there's any way I would want to keep him longer than tomorrow. Yeah. I think I would be trying to move him right now while his value's high. Gotcha. Sorry to throw some yeah. cold water on everybody, but um, yeah, dynasty value is tricky and it can come and go fast. And if you can get on it and if you can trade him away, trade him trade high, I guess, as, as the saying goes right now, it kind of feels like that's where we're all leaning. Let's get to our last question uh, from a name that's just kind of a lot of fun to say. I'm going to be honest. This is from Bossy McBossface uh, at, uh, at Bossman4683. Says, uh, thanks for the continual updated con- uh, content. You're, you're welcome, Bossy McBossface. I appreciate you turning in. That means or tuning in to all of our stuff. It means a lot. Uh, in a 16-team Dynasty League, I traded Max Fried, Giancarlo Stanton, Anthony Rendon, Daniel Bard for Torkelson. Riley Green, Tamar Johnson, Max Clark, and Sean Murphy. We'll start there because there's a separate deal down below as well. Uh, what do you guys think? What are your initial thoughts here on this trade? It's a big deal. That's a big deal. <laughs> there's <laughs> no a kidding. lot going on there. Uh, uh, I like um, I like a lot of these names. I like some of them less right now. I don't know. I feel like. Freed's really good. Stanton's really good. Rendon's hurt every year. I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. I'm officially out, by the way, Taylor. I'm done. I'm done. Wow. I'm done. I'm done with it. I'm so mad. I'm, I'm done. Wow. I'm done. Um, Daniel Bard. You're talking about, like, like is there any any particular reason? Oh, come on. You know. <laughs> it's just every year, every year with this guy, every year. For seemingly his whole career, even like he had like a couple years in Washington where he was durable, but every year, um, so pissed, so pissed. I have him in so He's many. He's got a leagues. really nice left-handed claw hand, yeah, though. He really does. Give him that. He had a home run left-handed, and I was like, "This is it. This is the pinnacle." Okay. Um, I don't know. Getting back on topic. Um, I I yeah, like the deal. You know, you're you're going for the future. It seems. Um. I, I think he gave up quite a bit. Um, I like Torkelson, even though he's struggling. I love Riley Green. I know less about Johnson than I do about Torkelson and Green, but and the same with Clark. But I like Sean Murphy quite a bit. I actually have him on a bunch of teams. Um, yeah. So I th- this is definitely a, like an open universe type trade here because Max Clark and Tamar Johnson are younger players, very talented younger players. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, from a from a like a a moving forward like competing, you know, three or four years from now standpoint, this feels like a bit like a very nice trade. I don't, I, I you and I always kind of struggle, or, or I struggle with trading away like established players. Um, I, I usually yeah. kind of lean that way, but this has got me a little, a little torn. What do you think, Drew? Um, I don't know as much about Johnson and Clark, so I'm a little bit. I, I, my eyes keep coming to Max Freed, and that's – I hate giving up a young – a pitcher who's going to be pitching for four or five, six years mm-hmm. uh, at, at his level. Um, but that said, for a team, obviously it's on a rebuild. Good time to get rid of Stanton. Good time to get a run done. And if you get something for Bard, that, that's a plus. So um, overall, I like it. Um, but 
I don't know if I would have clicked accept on the Max Freed part of it. Yeah, Freed's is, Freed's is the sticking point here. I 100% agree. Like, Stanton and Rendon and Bard. Those are guys that, like, especially if you're looking towards the future, yeah. you don't really want them on your team. You want to turn them into yeah. something you can use later. But Freed is tough because... I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, I don't know what your pitching prospects look like or anything, but this, these are the kind of trades where, like, you might be looking at it and going, like, you're gonna eventually have to flip one or two of these guys for a pitcher of Freed stature. You know, that's the kind of thing you might have to end up looking at. But I don't know. I don't think it's bad. Like, I think it's fine. Yeah, I think this is. A, I think this is a good. I think it's a good trade. I think now, if we're kind of like thinking about it for another minute, like, it feels fairly even even yeah. though you are trading away some established veterans like again i um i like sean murphy as well i think so you know i am not a, i am not a scout uh but everything i've heard about jamar johnson is good like really good really good hitter and we know torkelson and riley green are good. Like I, I, I actually, and I, I don't say that very often. I, I was on another pod before the season started about like how I don't rely on these younger players, especially in redraft. And I, I often don't draft them in dynasty leagues either because they're right on the cusp of like having to figure things out. And I admit that that's very hard. Uh, but I kind of like, I kind of like the younger side. I partially because Bossy McBossface got rid of Anthony Rendon. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, well, I'm going to say well done on this one. I'm going to, I'm going right. to, I'm going to give you an A. This is, that's, or, you know, yeah, I'm, you know, what, I'm just going to leave it at an A because this is, this is, I, I think this is a trade that I would make. Like if I was rebuilding, I think this is a trade yeah, that I would Taylor, make. You don't a, there's a lot of, yeah, I, I don't, but <laughs> I, but no, like I try not to, I should say, I should, I, I, I try not to do that, but the, uh. I don't know. I, there's a there's a there's a lot of appeal to the younger side of this one. Let's do the second. Uh, oh boy, Drew, did you have anything else on this one? No, I'm I'm waiting to get to the second yeah. one, which I love. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. So also, this is we're back to Bossy McBossface's words. Also, in a separate deal, I traded Shane Bieber for C.J. Abrams, Aaron Ashby, and a first round pick. So Drew, have at it. I love Shane Bieber. He has won leagues for me in the past, but. To get C.J. Abrams, Ashby, and a first-round pick for him right now is a steal. That's a good trade. That's all I, I have to say. Like, yeah, wow. I, I mean, I, I, th- I agree with you. That was my, my gut, and to hear you say that, too, makes me feel even better about my, where my gut was on this. Do you, you feel the same way, Joe, or what do you think? Completely disagree. Completely disagree? Oh, okay, yeah, let's hear it. I think that this is a really bad trade. Like, oh, if okay. I was the guy getting Shane Bieber, I would be stoked. Like, I love Aaron Ashby. I think C.J. Abrams is going to be a really good player. And all the scouts and everyone seems to love C.J. Abrams. I spent a lot of money on him on Fab earlier this year, and it kind of burned. But um, yeah. and the first-round pick is always tough to give up, but when you're, you know, acquiring a player like Bieber, you kind of got to give that up. But, man, Bieber's 27. Like, even if you're launching into a rebuild and you're expecting to be good in a couple years, I think it's pretty safe to say Bieber's still going to be one of the better arms in the like the league at age 30. And I love Shane Bieber a lot. Like, a lot. I've been in on him since he was, you know, a prospect. Um, I, I So maybe this is a little bit of bias, and if this was a different name of a, like, a similar caliber pitcher, it might be a little bit of a different conversation. 
from me, but I just think you're giving up, you know. You're, you're hoping that Ashby turns into something like, you know, 85 to 90% of what Bieber is and will be versus, you know, you'll get C.J. Abrams, which is really good. He's going to be a good fantasy player, but you're all, you know, you're getting a first-round pick, which could be anything, theoretically. But assuming you're trading Bieber to a person who's going to be trying to compete, that's going to be a back-end of the first-round pick, which, I don't know. I just think this is not enough for Bieber, personally. I would want maybe one more prospect in there. If you got one more prospect yeah. in there, I'd be feeling better about it. Or maybe, like, another first-round pick. But... I do know about your your love for for Bieber. I do have so the only thing I want to point out though about him is like the actual like tangible uh sizable amount or like the the decrease in velocity over the last couple of years is scary though. I mean is it is yeah. it just scary to me or you're just not like is he working through injury or trying not to re-aggravate I think what was it his shoulder or something like that? He hasn't had an ERA above 3.28 since 2018. Like, he's even if he's pitching through pain, he's doing a hell of a good job. And how am I supposed to know what like what kind of pain he's going through? Like, I know there's like a <laughs> like there's like a like a velocity thing, but do you remember when Justin Verlander was having velocity problems? Like, oh, Justin Verlander's yeah. core was giving in, and then look at what he's doing. We Drew picked him to win the Cy Young in 2022. And like, <laughs> I'm just saying, we don't really know what's going on with guys and like injuries, and it's hard to like be like, oh, well, we might do that. It's like, is that a reason to give up on a guy who's like going to be an SP one and you know, giving him up for a couple essentially lottery tickets? Like, I love Ashby and Abrams, and first round picks are great. You get to you know pick the guys that you want, or you could use them to trade for other players. But I mean, we're talking, you know, think about can you know any of these guys be the best player at their position? Probably not. Like, Abrams maybe, but Bieber could, like, in a couple years, if Bieber's the number one pitcher in baseball, are either of you shocked? But I guess what I'm, I guess... Uh, let's, surprised. Let's compare... I don't know if I'm shocked, Joe, but I'd be surprised. Okay. That's fair. Let's, let's compare Alcantara and Bieber then, sure. right? Because, like, where do you have them? I mean, who's higher for you, Bieber, Bieber or, or Alcantara? Bieber. I, I guess then, like, why? So I don't know if Sandy Alcantara has ever had a strikeout rate above thirty percent. Bieber literally had one above forty. I know it was in a shortened season. He had one above forty, Taylor, and last year it was. 33. But it's trending down with his velocity trending down. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but like it's still it's at... still higher than Alcantara. Like it's still he still got better stuff than Alcantara. He strikes out more guys. Yeah, and like. Even with decline, like think about think about it like that. With declining stuff, he's still striking out more guys than this guy who's at the peak of his powers, striking out 19% of hitters. It's one in five guys that comes to the plate he's striking out, which is not bad. But Bieber's doing one in four, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't mean to. Yeah, I don't. I'm. I'm not attacking you, Joe. Oh, I know. I just wanted. I just wanted to. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to press a little bit i was just because i was just curious I, I i to me it's it's more concerning to me it's actually good to hear that it's not it's not concerning to you and you're right he's still he's still great he's still been great so um which is good to see i i'm i'm drew i'm with you on this one i like the upside of abrams um the pick is the pick is great it's more that i just i really i really like aaron ashby i like aaron ashby um, a lot I, too. yeah i mean he's good he's he's 
very fun to watch and kind of kind of Shane Bieber uh, Bieber esque upside um, if everything kind of pans out. So I like that one. Yeah. Um, we actually did have another. I mean, we don't have to talk about this very long, but um, Mook in our um, dynasty league texted in. <laughs> What did he say? He said, Tony Gonsolin, great pitcher or greatest pitcher? Uh, so we can, if you want to touch on that a little bit, Joe, uh, I'll let you go for it. Drew, you too. I, He's been very good. Yeah, so Tony Gonsolin has been incredible. Um, and in fact, I, uh, I, I would like to say that I, you know, sometimes I like to say I've been on a person's train for quite a while. And some of those claims are more substantiated than others. But this one I can lay my stake in because there's literal proof on the <laughs> internet. So 9-1-2020, September 1st, 2020, during the shortened season, I wrote an article for PitcherList called The Dodgers Believe in Tony Gonsolin. And this was right around the time that Gonsolin first started getting an actual shot in the rotation. And it was just me glowing about his potential and everything. It's not a long article, but it's just me saying hey, this is a guy that the Dodgers believe in, and I trust the Dodgers as an organization, and I think that if they trust him, then maybe you should too. And it took a little bit. Now he's here. It's great. It's awesome. I love. So I'm going to go with greatest because I w- I, I'm going to go with greatest because I really like – I trust me, and I trust the Dodgers, and I trust Tony. He's, he's fulfilling his – uh, he's fulfilling Joe's, he's, you know, prophecy. He's fulfilling definitely. his death, Tony. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we have the show title. All right, fulfilling his death, Tony. Wow, that was a good one. That's that's brilliant stuff. That was a good. One. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you have Gonsolin on any teams, uh, Drew? You got any thoughts on him before we close out the show? I do. It's probably. About the same time that Joe was writing about him, I was picking up Tony Gonsolin and Dustin May wherever I could. Um, trust the Dodgers, and was just reading a lot about both of those guys, and people are debating over which one was going to be better, and I think when May's healthy, it's still going to be a good debate. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I bet people make offers on them, and I'm like, nah, I'm going to hold on to this guy. Nice. Yeah, definitely seems like a guy to hold on to right now. He's pitching, he's pitching like a boss, which, uh, as a Padres fan hurts so that sucks but you know what are you gonna what are you gonna do what are you gonna do uh anybody have anything else they got to get off their chest before we get out of here no sorry joe did you you excited for your celebratory coke oh yeah definitely i just want to apologize to anthony rendon if he's listening um you know just in case (laughs) i still i still love you anthony but and i'm sure come december i'll be thinking about you a lot I'm like, he's going to be fully healthy for spring oh training, God. boys. Let's oh go. Top 10 third yeah, baseman. I'm going to get hurt yeah. again. Oh, let's have another 30 homer bet Dude, on Anthony Rendon hurts. in December. It just hurts every time. Bring it on. Yeah. Bring it bet. on. I still, like, we keep talking about, like, these old bets. Like, how, how was I a year early on the Dansby Swanson, Marcus Simeon You bet. got me in Jorge like, Planca this year, though. <laughs> that one's bad. Yeah. Well, I mean – Good calls, bad calls, they happen. It's just how it goes. It's just how it goes. Um, good stuff today, everybody. Yeah. Drew, thank you yeah. for being here, man. You have a, if I'm being totally honest, you have a good voice for this, man. We're going to have to have you back on. 
Well, I, I thank you very much for having me. It's been a real joy, and you guys are uh, as much fun in person as it, as it is to listen to you. Wow. So I really appreciate the invite. So thank That's you. Sweet. Dang man, that's yeah. thank you. Yeah, it's really, it's really, it's good to have you here. Um, let's uh, we'll chat more after the show. We'll get you. Uh, we'll have to do this again for sure. Oh, Joe, Joe, go have your uh, diet coke. Uh, and uh, everybody, thank you for sticking around with us today. Uh, a kind of a short episode, an, an hour nine minutes. We're going to try to close this out in the next thirty seconds. Get it under seventy minutes. We're getting closer. We are getting closer to sixty minutes. We are streamlining. Uh, it. Oh yeah. I can, I can feel it. I can feel it. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to get a 60-minute episode. Uh, if you have the time and means, everybody, please subscribe to the show and give us a five-star rating. We love those. We love them. Please follow the show at Join the Ranks TDG. Follow Joe at J-O-E-G-A-R-I-N-O if you didn't already know. And follow Drew at A-O-K underscore fan. It's good stuff. A lot of stuff happening at uh, TDG right now. Uh, we've got Dynasty's Child. We've got Join the Ranks. We've got Digging for Diamonds. We've got all sorts of art. We're trying to get the roundtable out every week, uh, even though I know everybody's been very busy. Um, there's been stuff, it feels like, almost every day, which is just fantastic. Everybody's working really hard. So thanks for tuning in to all our stuff, everybody. Thanks for tuning in the show. Um, if you're struggling out there, I say this every time, and I mean it, um, you matter. There's a lot of shit going on in the world right now, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff sucks. If you need to chat anytime, please shoot us a message. We're all going through it. And if you need it, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. We'll talk to you all soon. In the meantime, be nice to yourself, be good to each other, and go get yourself some cake. See ya. Hey, everybody. Before you go, I got to tell you about my buddy Nathan, Mr. Dynasty One Stop, the one-stop shopper for all your Dynasty Leagues. Are you considering a new fantasy baseball league but don't know where to start? Nate's got your back. Total draft degenerate that just wants to do some best ball leagues? Do it with D1S. Need a shoulder to cry on? You'd have to ask, but he's a nice dude. Maybe you could come to some sort of arrangement. In any case, here's the deal, people. I'm the commissioner of four leagues across multiple sports, and it's a crap ton of work. I, I, I don't do it anymore. I get it. It's crazy. But Nate has this down to a T. Every league I do with him is seamless. From creating the perfect league settings to gathering fees to draft scheduling to recruiting managers and whatever else. Dude does it all for a small fee that you can read more about on his website, DynastyOneStop.com. Seriously, he takes care of everything. Check out DynastyOneStop.com to learn more. That's DynastyOneSpelledOutStop.com.